Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you about creating a movie scene with your novel or short story. Okay, so I got to tell you guys that I tried this out today with the book that we're currently reading in class. So my ninth graders are experiencing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for the very first time to the point where they have never watched even a cartoon version of it in order to be able to guess, you know, what's happening here with this dual personality and this uh, medical science experiment and all of this. They have no clue. Um, I can't wait till they get to the point where they realize what's going on. Well, right now we're in chapter five. We're halfway through and we had scheduling to interrupt us while we were working we had to do their scheduling for next year so um i did assign them a chapter at home but then we had to um, go back through um, work out some issues they had in comprehension go and do a draw strategy again so today when i look to see we're doing the murder case how could this translate well with them because we talk about movies all the time. You know, how can you, while you read, activate prior knowledge from a certain movie, a particular time period, um, just so you can get the feel of the setting, or so forth or so on. And with them reading text that is set in the 1800s, that kind of just blows their minds from the beginning because they don't have a lot of reference points or the students in my class don't. And so it makes it often difficult for them to access the text. So I did have to build up their visual um, understanding of just what that would look like for them then to be able to even kind of reconstruct the scenes. So what the kids all have in common is that they watch YouTube, they watch Netflix, and all of them have seen at least one documentary that has involved like a disappearance or a murder case or these things are so popular like Joe Kenda is on my bucket list so if anybody knows how to get in touch with Joe um, you guys want to like give me a birthday present my birthday's June 28th you can hook me up uh, to meet Joe Kenda or Jack Black or Steve Martin or Adam Sandler those are the people on my bucket list I want to meet <laughs> but um, because I watch these shows all the time because I'm in the middle of doing research now for a new book so I already have this idea that is growing and it's getting bigger every day I already have the title of the book um, that's already come to me I already have pitched it with my students and my students love the idea um, so today, when I saw that we were going to be going over the murder case, I pulled up Lester Holt, Kate Line, 
and I was like, we're not going to watch it. So I didn't let them listen. I only let them look at some of like the different ways the scenes were set up. So it would be, you know, you would have the person who was doing the interviewing, you would have the family members, you would have, you know, the girl that went missing. And, you know, I just clip, 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 showed it to them without the sound. And I said, guess what we're about to do? And my girl, she goes, I want to be Lester Holt. I want to be um, on a Dateline show. Let's do it. So we started like taking a scavenger hunt, going through the cabinets in the library. We found a spoon for her microphone. Um, We found rulers for the cane. And this is the scene where Mr. Hyde kills a very prominent member of society and it's just mystery around it and there's a letter um, that the man is carrying around and so everybody had a part and because my class is smaller every single student in the class had an exact role including Lester Holt so while I'm doing this it brought to my mind when I tried to use a screenplay app so I was on one of the Facebook groups and They were talking about doing screenwriter challenge and people were going, well, what are you using as far as technology to help organize your screenwriter? And they were saying, oh, you know, there's Amazon screenwriter apps. There's all of these different programs that are free for screenwriters. Well, because that's not my go-to at all, I have no experience in screenwriting, uh, the format, you know, how do you even shape um, the setting, the descriptors, the dialogues, the call-outs, all of that. Like, I have no clue. So, I'm not acting like I do, okay? That's, I'm not there. But, I played around with it just for fun. Y'all, seriously, this was my entertainment for about 45 minutes. And what I did is I took the opening scene of Sweet Potato Jones and I turned it in to an adapted screen version and I typed it in and I looked at images just to see kind of like what formats could look like I don't know if they're right it or not or I wasn't even doing it nobody's ever gonna see it trust me you guys aren't seeing this <laughs> but I did it to see how well would chapter one actually translate into a movie version because here's what I'm praying for I'm praying for Sweet Potato Jones. And guys, I'm telling you, you pray it and you speak it. I'm praying for um, my publisher to be contacting me soon to let me know that my book is going to become a movie. And I know what that would mean for Sweet Potato Jones, for the story, for my family, for my future career. So, I am really in prayer over that. I have been in prayer for that for uh, probably from the very first conversation that I had with my publisher. I started to not only pray for audiobooks because I'm a big supporter of audiobooks. Um, For those of you that do not know, I have an undergraduate and a master's degree in special education, and I am all about accommodations and providing multiple formats of text and having 
the audiobook would be such an access point for me that would make me so so happy um, I've looked into creating my devotionals on audible but I have to buy the microphone I have to buy this certain microphone that comes with this software that will then convert it over and I have to be in a soundproof room that won't pick up any extraneous noise which um, if you guys don't know this I am in a large blended family so we have four kids at home and you know there's always kids at home one time or another in the house and you know TV is loud you know my husband is watching YouTube videos or playing his game and it's always so loud and I'm not able to like rent a studio to read my book out loud to but one day I know that that's coming for my life um, so that's why the audio, that's why that microphone is really important for me on my list. That's one of my number one purchase wants is so that way I can turn audible books. I figure I'll, I'll figure out the logistics of everything later. <laughs> but praying that it's also going to be in a movie. That's something I've been doing from the beginning too. And so I played around with it just to see. And I made my characters come alive and a screenplay and it was actually fun to write and I was like you know what this is harder than I thought it was gonna be because you know how I'll get frustrated if I've read a book and I go to watch it and it doesn't translate well on the screen and then I go you know this is just some kind of you know lackadaisical you know transcription of this book why did they make it like this why couldn't they have just followed the script why did they have to change this even if it was just a minor detail I'm like there was no point in changing that um, I loved A Walk to Remember by Nicholas Sparks that's one of my favorite books of all time and I really did enjoy the movie I will say that I did I would recommend it um, I love singing one of the songs that's in the movie, but if I had the choice, I would have kept the setting as the same in the book. I would have kept the orphanage scenes instead of turning it into an after-school tutoring program or, you know, or something like that. Like, I would have kept it as close to the original as possible. Because the fans of that book would have been even more so fans of the movie. If that's the way that it would have, you know, been placed on the screen. And I know people have their reasons behind why they do what they do. And I'm not questioning those. I'm not the expert in that. But it was really fun as the author sitting and writing how this would be. What would the action be? What would the dialogue be? And how would I change the dialogue? What little, you know, nuances now could I put in there that I didn't necessarily even put in the book when I have it, you know, when I wrote it the first time? So here's my challenge to you. Before you get it to go to print, because at that point, you know, when you turn it in in your editing stages with your publisher, then you're not changing anything. You know, you're done. It's your 
it's your work and it's out there and then it's going to get some maybe some minor revisions it's going to get some work done to it a little bit but you're not going to be rewriting full scenes unless you get that from your publisher that you really need to take special care of sections or things like that so you need to be doing this work before you query before you try to send it out and the reason why I say this is because when you are working and you find a place that does not translate well to the movie screen, to a, you know, a series show, or whatever it is that you're trying to write, then if you fix those holes now, if they are things that you can fix, fix them. If they're just not solvable and you say, well, that would just not be necessary to put in there, but I can't, it has to be in the book, you just leave it alone. You know, don't battle it to the point where you massacre your entire book to, to pieces and you become master shredder and you tear things apart. That's not what this whole challenge is about. This whole challenge is about, will the work that you're doing be able to translate well onto the movie screen? And I'm going to tell you not just financially why that's important. We don't even have to go there about getting movie contracts and movie deals and writing for all of that. Because we know that that could substantially increase our platform and our reader base. People see the movie, they like it, then they'll want to go get the book if they missed it. I didn't read the Twilight series, you know, first. You know, I watched Twilight and went backwards and read them all. And so I will tell you that you know you can really open up a new world for you if you start thinking about those things now and you say gosh Jennifer why do I have to think about you know how chapter five would play out because it works for kids when they're reading if, if it never ever is picked up so let's say sweet potatoes never ever and I'm praying and I'm praying and just God does not see that for sweet potato but let's say I'm writing my next book and or I'm editing my series show book and I'm in the process of editing it. Why can't I play around with making sure it can transfer over into a screenplay wheel? And I'm not saying I have to go and write the script. If you want to play around with those, pick a scene and do it because that was fun for me. And I only did it with chapter one. And I'm going to tell you why I chose chapter one. Because I don't want chapter one to be so completely boring that young adults go, there's nothing here that I want to read more about. These characters, I don't care about them anyway. And they abandon them, just like everybody else has abandoned them in their life. You know, I don't want that. I want people, when they read Sweet Potato, to fall in love with Belle. I want them to be able to hear the desperation in, in Maze's voice. I want Sweet Potato to be the one trying to hold them all together, but only holding them by, you know, a simple vine. Like, I want that to portray in that first chapter so people will not necessarily turn just to see what the next event will be, but to see the characters. Because I'm such a character-driven reader, I love strong character development in books. I think that's why I love Dr. Jekyll so much. Is because Robert Louis Stevenson, he really works out 
the descriptions of the characters, the sense of the character, how the character looks and feels and is described to the point to where I feel like I can, you know, see him in my mind's eye. And so I will tell you, if you are like me when it comes to that and you need that in your life, this challenge could really help you when you're revising and when you're editing your work. Because imagine your book getting in the hands of a literature circle one day, and you've got six kids that have an assignment that they have to act out a part of your book. You can't act out the whole entire novel, okay, unless now you are going into a musical. But, you know, you can act out a scene from a book in a classroom environment. You might find the perfect place where it could come to play to light. And that way, if you are writing a teacher's companion to go along with your book, you can set up, you'll already have it done if you play around with it. You could have a script version of that chapter that you're able to slide into that educational resource guide. And you would also, if you don't want to write the script, give tips and strategies on how students could rewrite it and translate it over into a script. So, and then they can act it out, make video clips, send it to you, tag you on Twitter. You'll get to see them. Um, just make sure that the teachers get their proper forms that students can be videoed and shared um, if they're put on Twitter and things like that. But that's for the teacher to do, not for you to do. Um, and that's just for photography access for social media. So you could hold a contest, you know, act out my certain scenes or pick your favorite scene and act it out and make a video and send it to me and, and you can judge them. There's so many things that you could do with this in the future. So thinking about how you could even do it yourself is the first start. Because if you can't imagine this being acted out, how are you expecting your reader to and you are the craftsman? And also, like, if you want to get your family involved, tell your family, look, I really need you to play the part of such and such. You know, I want you to be Sweet Potato. I want you to be Belle. And, you know, you are perfect for Maze. you got to be Brock Lee. And Eli can be Eli. And I could be Miss Sunshine. You know, and have a little play. Act it out. That would be hilarious. You know, we used to do all kinds of things with my nieces and my great nieces and nephews, and we would have talent shows. We would do all these fun things at Easter time. You know, next time you have your family together, let them be a part of that and record you guys acting out your book piece. I think you will love it. And I think they would like it too. And they'll get to see the work that you're doing, and you're involving them with it at the same time. All right, guys, it's Taco Tuesdays. I've just hit the food line parking lot, so I'm going to have to let you guys go. But I want to encourage you to really consider doing this. When we acted it out in class today, the excitement with the students was phenomenal. And I was like, you know what? What if one day my students, you know, they get my book and they get to act it out with their family or they're reading it to their children and their children act out these scenes you know how would that transcribe over you know would i be able to oh there's a penny every now and time i see a penny i pick it up that's a good look for me um it was on heads up so um i really want to encourage you to try it you can go online and you can find some free 
um, screenwriter um, programs. You can um, look them up. I'm not going to be the one to recommend to you which one is the best because that is not my genre. So I don't have that knowledge there. But I will tell you what I do know is that I had fun writing out my first chapter and making it as if it would be in the movies on Netflix or Hallmark. So who knows? One day you might see Sweet Potato Jones at a movie theater near you. And if you do, just remember this challenge and say, see there, there was some value to that because I'm gonna be doing this for every single book that I write from here on to eternity just because I found it to be fun. All right, bye guys. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.